0: You're listening to Behind the Fragrance from Thomas Clipper. If you're interested in why scent is so important, how new men's colognes are created, and how a small business, that's us, brings a new product to market, this podcast is for you. Today, Thursday, the
1: 5th of May, is the final day of our Kickstarter. We're more than. uh, Double our goal thanks to your amazing support. So, obviously, if you've not backed yet, this is the time.
0: So, go to thomasclipper.com forward slash Atlantic. Now, you've got until 9 pm UK time. So, go, go, go. Uh, and assuming that you have backed, uh, instead of talking about Atlantic or Kickstarter or anything like that today, we're going to do something completely different um, and take a step back and talk about how important scent is in culture.
1: The way we're doing it is to explore two of our favourite books on scent. So pull up a glass, pour yourself uh, something nice and uh, (laughs) welcome to the first, perhaps only
0: edition of the Thomas Clipper Book Club. So as Antonio mentioned, we've got two books to cover. One is fiction and one is, well, Tony, why don't you start on the probably non-fiction work that you'd like to cover first? Okay, good stuff. The book is Emperor of
1: Scent by Chandler Burr. And um, for anyone who thinks it would be hilarious to say by Chandler Bing, too late, said it. And even that intro from Matt is a good example of why this book is worth a read. In the past episodes, we've talked about how complex and fascinating the science of how scent works is, and this book is a deep dive into a very particular side of that science: the debate of how our sense of smell physically works. The book follows the work of uh, Luca Turin, an eccentric polymath figure who comes across uh, equal parts brilliant and just just ever so slightly prickly. Um, Luca's research has led him to believe that scent is detected in the nose as vibrations. And this goes against what's presented in the book as the, quote, establishment view of scent. has been something detected by the physical shape of the molecules. Now, science aside, the interesting bigger story here is how structures and consensus can combine to slow down scientific progress. Now, this is a concept that was famously explored by Kuhn in the 1960s in the structure of scientific revolutions, uh, spawning the much overused concept of paradigm shifts. God, man, I never thought I'd get to say paradigm shifts in uh, one of these podcasts, but here we go. And the Emperor of Scent is suggesting that a paradigm shift is overdue in Scent, effectively, that we got it wrong before and now we need to correct. Now, whether or not uh, that's the case is not really my area of expertise although if you're listening Luca and would like to join us for a chat about this uh, we'd love to have you on but the curtain that the book lifts on the inner workings of scent science especially in the world's biggest fragrance houses is fascinating and for me I think the biggest um the biggest surprise was There is this myth about the subjectivity of scent, you know, each person interprets something uniquely um, and that that changes our relationship with scent and fragrances and so on. And the reality is that that is not true. Um, In fact, uh, scent is a pretty objective thing scientifically determined, which we all experience similarly. and that's both um, surprising but also, I think, liberating in a sense because it gives a sense of community to enjoying fragrance. So when you, know, you, open, your, uh, you open the carton, the beautifully designed package of Atlantic, and you, uh, and you start spraying, you get hit by those top notes, those beautiful citric neroli notes, you'll experience the same as me. And we might be you know, thousands of miles apart, but there'll be a communal experience there. Um, so that's the Emperor of Scent. Matt, what are you bringing to the table this week?
0: Well, very very interesting. Thanks, thanks, Antonio. So I've taken a completely different tack, uh, and I'm recommending Perfume by Patrick Suskin. So this book is great. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything because this one's a novel, so it's, you know, the story's sort of the point. Um, so I won't be ruining anything, but it's, it's not ruining anything to say that it's, it's a very dark exploration of what gives scent so much power, or actually, sort of to be more specific, what somebody who really has a mastery of scent can do with that sort of power if they decided to to use it for evil instead of good. uh, Rest assured, we only use our powers for good. Um, This book is absolutely great. Uh, You should give it a read. Uh, It's got some brilliant sort of scenes of Paris and and, uh, some wonderful sort of human relationships as well as all the sort of perfume stuff, which is brilliant as well. But um, if you... If you've got time to, to give that a read, that's great. But if you fancy more watching something on TV, uh, there's also a TV series called Perfume, which manages to make the whole story even more personal and possibly somehow even darker. Um, so this adaptation, which is on on Netflix, is extremely loose. It's a loose adaptation. So so actually, almost everything's different. It's set in the modern day. Um, most of it's set sort of sort of today. Some of it some of it a few years ago. Um, but you know, none of it's none of it's the kind of uh, you know, oldie worldy Paris. That, that you're seeing in the uh, in the book. Uh, in fact, this one's set in Germany. Um, but anyway, the, the element that runs through both um, the book and the series is this amazing premise that um, scent can you know, not only just connect with people on this really primal level, but actually kind of control their their emotions and control their actions. Um, and it leads to some seriously dark places, even darker in the TV series. So, so um, it, it's worth both of them. It's worth uh, get, getting involved with both of them because they're actually quite quite different pieces. But anyway, both very dark so you have been warned.
1: What do you think is our darkest and most dangerous scent map?
0: Uh, interesting one. So it so, uh, should go without saying that none of our scents are designed to inspire, murder, or indeed any crime. Uh, although, I can imagine Poirot wearing Atlantic for some reason. I don't know if that's just me. But anyway, potentially Atlantic is the most dangerous scent we've got, but only dangerous if you're suspected of committing a dastardly crime and have a French detective on your back. Belgian. Belgian, Matt. That is correct. That is correct. What was I thinking? So what about you, Antonio? What do you think uh, the most powerful scent we make or indeed, uh, anyone makes is in terms of sort of affecting a change of mood or, or something like that?
1: I genuinely feel, and I'm sorry, I'm going to have to go slightly on message and on brand here, but I genuinely believe this, uh, that the most powerful scent that we make is one which... Uh, well is actually not a scent it's the concept of layering of blending of mixing of whatever you want to call it um, and because for me that gives the power to the individual away from the big fragrance house it says I want to be able to control how I you know, the scent that i give to others in a way that's different from how you want me to use it so i don't you know i don't want to be pigeonholed as davidoff man i want to be my own person and the ability to blend colognes which is the the the, the thing that has always driven what we do so the ability to mix city coast country atlantic or mountain um i think is the most powerful scent that i've come across but then again i i maybe would say that
0: Interesting stuff. Well, we better uh, get back to running the final few hours of Atlantic on Kickstarter. I said I wouldn't talk about it again, but it's sort of on our mind. So so anyway, we, we better get back to that. Um you've got until 9 pm today, thomasclipper.com forward slash Atlantic. Do share it. Do share it on Facebook or, or Twitter or whatever, wherever you can, because it does make a difference. Um uh, as long as, you know, it's before the end of the day on Thursday. So if you're listening to this on Friday, I mean you can still share it, but nothing will happen. Anyway, uh, thanks so much for listening. Um, and uh, and yeah, do share do share the campaign. Do back if you haven't already.
1: That's right. ThomasClipper.com forward slash Atlantic. Do share it in these final hours. It makes a difference. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk more about the world of fragrance in general and the making of our newest cologne in specific. But until then, I've been
0: Antonio. I've been Matt. And this has been Behind the Fragrance.